What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the fight club about to talk a fucking war of a fight between Emmanuel Navarte defending his belt against Oscar Valdez and a pick'em 50-50 Mexican brawl. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks on that. And as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win, I'm Concha. And I'm joined with... It's your boy, Southpaw Runs Boxing, a.k.a. Jamari, a.k.a. Gator Boy. Who else I'm joined with? Hey, man, you already know. It's your favorite guest, Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm big on street fighting. But you know my dog, Nate, fought this weekend. So I had to come jump on, jump on real quick, talk some shit with the boys one time. Yeah, so before, yeah, before we get into the actual war on our hands, we got to talk how that boy Jake Paul once again beats another retired MMA fighter in the squared circle. Retired. Say again? Retired. I think he's retired. Well, at least retired from UFC. I was saying, he's just out of his UFC contract. We'll yeah. see what that boy got. That boy looked like he still got some cardio in him now. Yeah, I mean, that bitch he was retired one day. That shit was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. That bitch was fun. I watched that bitch through and through. Did anyone else actually, like, tune in with me? No. <laughs> wait, wait. The, the, the Jake Paul fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. You watched I, the Gator? Yeah. It was a real, it was a, that bitch was fun. That bitch was good. You, know, you didn't watch the game? I was, I was at the UFC card in Nashville, so motherfucking, we met some girls. Comedian Romeo Mack. Shout out Romeo Mack. The comedian Romeo Mack was dead set on this one girl. I'm not going to speak too much, about it. <laughs> but he was dead set on this one girl. So he pulled, so he pulled this girl, and then I was talking to her friend. And when I looked down, her friend was watching the fight. So I was watching it with that, and that's kind of like how I flirted my way into the friend. Like I was just like, dang. I was like, who are you going for? She said Jake Paul. I got fifty on Jake. I was like, maybe us for the fuck him up. <laughs> so we watched like the fourth to like the eighth. I know I watched the fourth to eighth round for sure. But, like, the first three, kind of foggy, and the last two, I was kind of like, that's where we started getting drinks and shit. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I tuned in for that fight. Yeah, but just know it was entertaining. The The first round, yeah. I thought I thought it was about to be a quick TKO. Jake Paul came out with some fucking haymakers, landed a lot, and Nate Diaz was getting been, a Oh, yeah, it's been, like, I'm like, well, this is going to end soon. And it was, like, the second or third, he got dropped. No, He's I like, think it was the fifth, fifth round he got dropped. But oh, he was getting oh, 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 like, he he landed all early rounds. He was getting tagged. And I, I was sitting there because my bet was Jake Paul to win by decision plus 300. Jake Paul, this fight to go past eight rounds, and Jake Paul win plus 200. Uh, like, I had all this money on Jake Paul decision mostly. In the first round, I was shook. I was like, oh, fuck. We brought that. <laughs> like, my shit is toast. But, I mean – Nate Diaz showed life, I think. After he got dropped, and there was moments before he got dropped where he was hitting his own shots, but he just didn't put – he put, like, no power behind. There was, like, no real body being thrown with it. Just a lot oh, of yeah, no. flims. A lot of flims, as you would call them. Right? He was just landing. Yeah. He, was piecing, he was piecing him up on the inside, though. Like, the in, like his inside work, his, his uppercuts on the inside was really tagging Jake Paul. Even buzzed Jake Paul for a little bit. Yeah, I felt like there was definitely some moments where Jake Paul was like, "Ooh, like I was like." There was moments where I won't say he got wobbled or anything, but he had to start backing up because Nate was. He definitely woke, yeah, he definitely months. woke up. And I, the biggest question mark thing was gas tank for Jake Paul, and once again, I'm kind of left with that same question because, like, after round seven or so, I feel like his foot got off the gas pedal. He kind of 
didn't have the same pop in his shots, which allowed Nate Diaz to be able to walk in a little bit more. And then uh-huh. that's, I think that's why the fight was so exciting to me because then I saw Nate Diaz kind of not controlling, back, but yeah. winning a couple rounds at the end. Oh, yeah, he was winning. He was showboating. Yeah, and that was also Jake Paul's first time going 10 rounds, too. Yeah, I mean, my dog got the guillotine choke. Like, my boy will definitely lock that. <laughs> and then the fact that at the press conference he was talking about, so, I mean, he didn't look nothing too great. I mean, he's good boxing, but in that bitch, he looked easy to choke, easy to take down. I'm like, of course he fucking did. They did a train motherfucking takedown defense in a boxing camp. <laughs> <laughs> And there are the rumors of them running it back. It sounds like it's kind of has a little bit more weight now. But Nate Diaz, I could have heard him wrong, but it sounded like Nate Diaz said that he will only he 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 would do it if he could co-promote it type shit. Yeah, that'd be smart on his end because mm-hmm. seen how much because they probably we should somebody look up how many um how many on pay per views they fucking did because I bet you they sold because I seen a lot of bars had that bitch on in Nashville. I don't think. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They have. Oh yeah! That has like it already has like over like eight million views already, like highlights already, wow. like that fast. They sold out where they were at too. In Texas, mm-hmm. and Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz, yeah, Nate Diaz. He's been selling out since way, like way back then. He's a, he's definitely the bigger draw than Jake Paul when it comes to selling out. Remember, I don't know because Jake Paul does have a couple big ones. No, nah, Jake was getting booed because it was definitely, yeah, yeah, game. that was definitely a pro <laughs> Diaz. And plus, Diaz was also like, even in the early 2000s, sell, like selling out, he's been in the like in the fight game for so long. Damn, and Dana White had the nerve to say he's not a needle mover, bitch. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, all I'm gonna say is because I was kind of left with this thought afterwards was. Jake Paul to me is proving the point where like the MMA fighters that think they can box shouldn't be fighting boxers if they're fighting a YouTuber as people are calling him that is learning to box and he's out he's piecing them up and landing big hard shots dropping them and the, the, like dropping Anderson Silva and like I love when people post the Dana White clip of like the year before he fought Anderson Silva you see Dana White saying like he'll never fight Anderson Silva mark my words he'll never do it and then he ends up beating him so then and oh, yeah him. so then all of a sudden he's like one of the best strikers ever and then he ends up uh, just beating nate diaz pretty badly and it's just and tyron woodley twice even like highlight ko type ko uh finish on woodley and it's like now you got nagano who's gonna go fight tyson fury who's been doing this shit since he was a kid and like i just don't know how that's gonna look like it's just it kind of left me with that thought was like a youtuber beating up these guys and now you're about to go fight the best heavyweight, arguably, of the generation, right? Oh, no, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like, because like, think about how bad the Canelo versus um, Kamaru take is now. Like, oh, yeah. That's aging terribly, bro. Like, yeah, that aged terribly. Like, the first thing I ever heard Kamaru say in an interview was, I would love to fight I'm number one pound for pound. He's number one pound for pound. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC Hall of Famers getting knocked out by YouTubers. And it's, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know what I'm saying? You can't, like, like you can't be, like, even McGregor versus Floyd. Floyd was retired when he when he pieced up McGregor and stopped him. And McGregor, that was prime McGregor. That was, like, the last fight, you know, before McGregor went on his downfall. The downfall, yeah. They can't, you know what I'm saying? So the UFC guys, they got to stay, they, you know, they got to stay in their own lane. You know what I'm saying? But... You know what I'm saying? They they make a lot more money in boxing, 
that so that's why so that's also why you know what I'm saying they won those fights. The fight that's that intrigues that. me is the Andrew Tate versus Jake Paul. Yeah, that should be crazy. But you know, Elon versus Zuck. That's going down in the Coliseum. They're talking about they, in Rome. They had they had, a, they, had a, they had a meeting with the with the Italian something of culture or some shit. They that's just going down. You know, mm-hmm. you know the Coliseum's shut off to the public. Like you can't go in there. You can see from the outside. That's why you don't ever see pictures from the inside. Like no one can really go in that bitch. And so, like the fact that they might host a fight in there, legendary. Bro, mm-hmm. imagine how many. Yeah, the money too. Imagine because they're gonna refurbish that motherfucker. They gonna get the seats in that bitch. They gonna get the oh, a jumbotron in that bitch. Right, that shit. In oh yeah, there. they got the money too too. Insane. They saying because Dana White's trying to make a billion off of this fight. Very possible. All money going to proceeds. I mean, a that, charity. That shit. Yeah, the Dana White Foundation. The <laughs> but not. But the coolest thing about um this shit because you know I be checking the dirt sheets. You feel me? Like you guys do the analytics. You guys watch the I. I figured out what what messy shit happened in the background. So Logan Paul was wrestling at SummerSlam. My boy took a flight, took the PJ, straight to SummerSlam to go see the fight. And what had happened was when he got there, they told his ass, they said, if you bring out a single prime bottle, we kicking you out this motherfucker. Wow. And this so other Yeah, so then motherfucking so Logan addressed it on this podcast that was on, maybe his own, but motherfucking, and they was looking at like, yeah, but they said last time you came out in a whole prime fit with with a prime bottle and motherfuckers like, and that pissed people off because not only did he piss off because he had a prime fit, he had some prime stuff on and then he had something else. So they fucked, he pissed off two of their sponsors, some, some betting company and whatever drink company is their sponsors. And like, these niggas are paying millions of dollars. If they don't want to see that shit, they're going to say they don't see that shit. But how do you guys feel about that? Because, like, Logan was in that bitch trying to be like, man, bro, what the fuck? It's just a shirt. Like, I'm just trying to – I'm a fucking young entrepreneur getting a company going. And Jake was like, nah, bro, it is what it is, man. Bro, you fucking know exactly why. Don't try to play both sides, bitch-ass nigga. Is that why – Yeah, I think it, is that it's why really about the KFI, too. Like, Jake, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jake – like, it's really – um, like, Jake's also – he's really been feeling the type of way, way since – Logan and KSI has been a lot more closer, and Jake's just kind of and you know Jake and K, and Jake and KSI they have their ongoing beef for the longest, always going you know that it was actually, I think yesterday they were going back and forth on Twitter again also. What, oh, because you're talking makes a little bit more right? sense to me now because I saw a TikTok where when Jake was one and everything, the camera like zooms over to Logan Paul's face and his face is he doesn't he's just. Like no, no cheer, no emotion. No, he, he, like everyone around him is clapping. Yeah, and he's just like brick faced. And it was like, why? Like, and then they were playing clips of whenever, like, every, Jake Paul said he would become champion of the world one day, and then Logan told him, "No, you're not." And it was just like, is there a little bit more to this thing going on than what everyone, like, everyone that sees them as like oh, two peas in a pod? It's, it's, it's like yeah. they're in competition with each other constantly too. Yeah. But here's the thing that's funny about the shits, motherfucking. If you nobody, I don't know how how open this is. Jake said it in a face to face with Aaron Owani. but Logan tried to low key snake his way into this motherfucker and try to take the Nate fight before he set up the fight with um Dylan Dennis. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that, boy, that boy Logan about some bad business now. I'm not gonna lie to you. That boy oh yeah, oh yeah, some shiesty yeah, business definitely. now. 
Yeah, they try to keep down though. Nate's like, and Nate's looking like, why the fuck would I want to fight him? Like, he's not beating all the UFC guys. He's not fighting this. He's not doing that. The rest Logan's not fighting at all. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Dennis though coming up. If that, I mean, Dylan Dennis in his fight. This, Dylan Dennis never fights, so we'll see. I, 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 there's like a hundred thousand dollar clause that Dylan Dennis has to. Um, he has to pay a hundred bands if you don't if he pulls out the fight. Okay. But that nigga can still there's there has to be some type of loophole because imagine if you got into like a car accident the day before. Like the niggas are not gonna make you. Oh, you'll find something. They're gonna show up <laughs> in that motherfucking hospital bed for like yeah, he, he did he did he did turn he did turn down turn down over a million dollars to fight Jake Paul a couple years ago because he was too scared. Oh yeah, he knows. So, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I was like Jake Paul like years ago. Like now he's actually no, he's supposed to fight him instead of Ben Askren. That was when that fight Dan is yeah. supposed to fight. Then, 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 then like, check it out. So I'm like, if you're not gonna, that was like Jake Paul at one of his worst. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't gonna fight Jake then. I don't think he's gonna. Andy ran from smoke from KSI last year. Oh yeah, I yeah, I, I have no, I have no say. I, did we talk about that last year? No, nah, probably not. No, yeah, no, but I, I had no faith in that fight happening. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy though. But yeah, shout out my dog Nate. He looks good. I hope these motherfuckers stays making shit happen. He's a meat. He's a needle mover. We need Connor versus him three once Connor gets off the coke. So we'll figure that shit out. Right, so <laughs> to everyone that says Jake Paul's not a boxer, and it's because he handpicks his opponents. He ducks the real smoke around him, and he oversells the dream that he's going to become world champion, even though we all know he ain't. To me, that sounds like a real boxer. Everyone knows real boxers don't be smoke fighting the best of the best. Everyone knows real boxers be ducking all the other shit, and then they always be overselling the shit. Like, he's doing shit just straight out of the boxer's handbook of shit that boxers be doing on the rise. He's price fighting. You know, it's probably, you know, yeah, it's probably, it's price fighting. Everyone, you know, what I'm saying? you know, it's every boxer price fights at some point. You know what I'm saying? Take the big, the, the money fights over, over legacy fights. Yeah. And he is the money fight. You got to respect it. But I look at this mm-hmm. like he's, he's inspiring. He's inspiring some young niggas right now. There's a, there's a group of young motherfuckers, probably white, that is in this bitch thinking like, yo, I could be world champion. Like Jake, and they, and they root for Jake Paul every chance they get. They probably don't even stream the fights. They pay for the, they, they get their parents to pay for the, um, pay for the, um, pay for the paper. So, like, I'm not mad at anything that goes on at this point. It'd be different if he was, like, really, like, rigging the fights and stuff like that. But he looks like he's beating these dudes straight up. And they're entertaining. Oh, yeah. He had, he had motherfuckers pulling up to Abu Dhabi to watch him fight for a fucking, but oh, yeah. what was it, WBC made him a belt that they, yeah. were praying that, that they were praying that this motherfucker won. So, like, he's doing, he a, lot, he's doing yeah. a lot of his dreams. Just by just by having good business, so like I respect it, no matter what. And he actually trains, cause bro do become yeah, yeah. These fights, he trains like a motherfucker. That's I, the one thing I mean. I respect him too. Skill boxer. Yeah, I mean he's a person that's doing boxing. Like that's the best way to explain it. Like because you can't, you can't, you can't play. He's boxing. also signing boxers too. Every everything he's done for women's boxing too. Yeah, he does. He does have Amanda Serrano all the way up here type shit. And plus, I mean, those people that are like five and twenty-five records, they can call themselves boxers. I think Jake Paul is true. A boxer. That is, you know that that is true. 
And I'm pretty sure he could spark a lot of them five and 25, four and 90 guys that some of oh, yeah, the sure. fighters were fighting back in the day. Yeah, because KSI, because KSI, he fought someone who was like 9 and 0 in boxing. Who, you know, obviously he wasn't good, but you know what I'm saying? That technically was a real boxer. And people were, and people were saying, like, oh, KSI beat more real boxers. Talking about when he came out of him with his elbow? Yeah, that, yeah, that guy. But, but, oh, but people even saying, like, even that, but apparently that qualifies as a real boxer. So people are even saying. But, all right, guys. Enough of so the enough of the YouTube boxing. We'll be covering more of that when Logan Paul and them boys box sometime, hopefully sometime this week, or not week, this later this year. Let's get into the pay-per-view boxing here. We got a real belt on the line, WBO, junior lightweight, super featherweight, whatever you want to call it, belt is on the line. Manuel Navarrete versus Oscar Valdez. Navarrete, even though he's champion, is the slight underdog, plus 135. To Valdez is minus one seventy four. This is as close as it gets in boxing. What a lot of people are saying potentially could be fight of the year. It has on paper it could be you got two Mexican stand up brawlers that got power. That some I mean Navarte has shown that he's prone to get hit, and Valdez is prone to get hit as well. And there may a lot of people are saying this could be a bloody ass war. How do uh, how are we feeling about this fight going into it right now? Right, I'm excited. Nobody is stepping back once in this fight. There will not there'll be some circling, but there will never be some I need space. There will be continuous bloodshed. This is <clears throat> and I'm here for I'm here for the all the violence. I think um I think Valdez will be the first to step back because now I'd say his punch outfit his 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 punch his punch output is gonna gonna frustrate him. He's got you know what I'm saying, he double jabs the whole time. He's constantly putting the pressure on him, walking people down, and he's really—he's really awkward. He's a really awkward fight, awkward fighter. His punch placement is weird. So, if this fight was to happen a little bit ago, I probably would be leaning a lot heavier on Navarte because, like, after the Joette Gonzalez fight, we were like, he was looking like insane. But I mean, his last two performances don't—I mean, they don't have anyone a little worried because. He got dropped his last fight against Liam Wilson and then ends up getting wobbled in the sixth round. Somehow or another makes a comeback victory, wins the fight. And then even the fight before that, he's fighting uh, Baez, and he's down on two scorecards going into the fifth round, and he ends up getting a fifth-round KO and fight over. But, I mean, it wasn't – I mean, he wasn't winning. and He was getting pieced up. He looked, like, a little frustrated. His punches weren't landing. It was just, like, two back-to-back poor performances, in my opinion. And going into this fight against Valdez, that's more fuel to the fire. More fuel. Yeah, 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 and all, yeah, and also, yeah, and also, in in his past couple of fights, he's also um, even in his best performances, he usually start he does starts off slow, like like in a Joe, even in a Joe Gonzalez fight, in a, in the first couple rounds, Joe was Joe was landing some some flurries and, and big shots on him. So so he does take a little bit to figure out his opponent, but one but middle of the fight he usually that's when he usually just takes over and dominates. You said more feel to the fire from immediately when you said that the first thing I thought of was uh the little drama that leading into this fight. I mean the the vacant belt fight wasn't supposed to be Liam Nils uh, Liam Wilson versus Navarrete. It was supposed to be Oscar Valdez versus him. But Oscar Valdez, according to uh, 
Gator Boy let me know. Apparently, the Twitter streets were saying Valdez faked an injury leading into the fight so he wouldn't have to fight him. And then uh, now, also about a year later, we finally get that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, Valdez, he got worried that Shakur was going to. This is obviously before Shakur missed weight against um, Rob Conceição. So, you know, Valdez got word that Shakur was going to vacate right after this fight. So he was like, okay, he's going to just pull out of this fight with Liam Nelson and wait so he can get a shot at the vacant belt. So then, he, so then you know, he actually – so then he gets his shot. But then, So he faked the injury the first time. Then he actually gets injured in training camp. So, yeah, so he had to pull out, you know what I'm saying? Then, then, Liam, then Liam Wilson, who Valdez was originally supposed to fight, got that fight with um, Navarrete for the belt. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a little mm-hmm. added drama to the fight. So when you said a little feel to the fire, I, like it does make me think maybe Navarro I'll take they've been, they, Yeah, they, they've, been, they've been supposed to fight for a while. Even even Navarrete called him out, called him out like back to 2021, early 2021. I think it was around um, – I think it, I, it was actually around the, the Burchelt fight. Navarrete got his, got, got his name in the mix there. So this is this is low key a long time coming. Some you know the fan fans have kind of like you know what I'm saying been kind of asking for this fight for a while too. Yeah, I mean we got two boys that only have one loss. Valdez yeah, lost to Shakur, who is arguably going to be the number one pound for pound fighter when it hits, when it's all said and done when he's in his prime and everything. Not a bad one. I'm watching that Shakur fight right now, and like, oh my gosh, Shakur is a piece of dude. Up. Yeah, like, Shakur. Shakur, Shakur oh, yeah, if it wasn't for the um, if it wasn't for the Valdez fight, this fight would have a lot more hype to it. Like this fight was really like kind of pushed like a couple years ago, but uh, since the Valdez lost and Alvarez hasn't, like you said, he hasn't looked the best in the last couple of fights. Like there was seriously a, a good amount of hype towards this fight a couple years ago. Well, three division champion Navarrete, his last loss, twenty twelve. This man's gone a decade without a loss right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. And his like first twenty five wins, only three of them weren't stoppage to show you like how his fucking punching power. Valdez is no slouch in punching power, as a lot of people know. Like I think a seventy two percent knockout rate out of his fights. And fucking, I just love the fact that when he throws, he throws in combination. Like his hand speed is fucking fast. Once he gets on the inside, he gets into you. His hand speed is nice. Is uh, we just didn't get to see that in Shakur fight because Shakur is the master of footwork and keep cutting off the ring and keeping you at wherever he wants you. No, but we did see in the virtual fight how he was driving him off, how how fast and efficient his left hook was landing. He eventually landed the the kill of the year that year with the left he hook. Broke him down too, like broke him down mm-hmm. for all ten rounds leading up into that. His speed and accuracy was crazy. And then Navar and then what's going for Navarrete is he's awkward. He is the bigger man on like I think he's longer than him and a little taller than him. But the he does his goofiness. He has great, he has great cardio though. Yeah. His pace, yeah. He could, like I said, he threw nine hundred punches in a fucking fight against Joey Gonzalez, averaging eighty two mm-hmm. punches per round. Like his pace and cardio is insane. That's but, insane. Oh yeah, I had the fight on it. Get dropped. That's another worry to me. This is gonna be a, a war, like He's the one that's shown that he's been he's been dropped multiple times. He's been dropped by Dogbo uh, whenever they fought for like the uh, junior featherweight title back in like twenty eighteen or something. And then he got dropped in his last fight against 
uh, Liam Wilson when he was a mega favorite in that fight. Like it was, it wasn't supposed to be as close as it was. So his chin. Yeah, also, not not Valdez. Um, Valdez. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Valdez's chin is also suspect too. He got dropped with Shakur and against Scott Quibb, I think his name. He actually got his jaw broken by Scott Quibb too. Oh shit. But I mean, he did come back. He did come back and stop Scott Quibb, but he got dropped that fight too, and against Shakur. I knew the Shakur one, but I I I don't hold the Shakur, even though it's pillow hands. Don't get me wrong. He's just like that man. <laughs> that man can like he can hit right on the tee. Like he hits that bitch right on the tee. Ain't a perfect punch is way better than a hard punch. Yeah, he got his jaw broken though by Scott Quibb, who you know he's not really a obviously he's not really known. He was kind of a. Little mid fighter. It was like it was a ten round fight too. It was like early, it was earlier in Valdez's career, but he came back. So it's definitely gonna be a it's definitely gonna be a war. Damn, y'all made me confused. I don't know who I want to pick anymore. I, I was coming into the podcast heavy Valdez, heavy Valdez, like heavy. And then I'm watching this. I watched the I watched the um the Made in Mexico the little documentary top rank having. I was like, hey, this not for this not for thing. Do kind of dangerous. And Have now watch, watch this um, fight with Joe, against Joe Gonzalez. All right, wow. I think it's it's time we get into the picks. I, mean, I think we we did it. We did the best we could breaking down who these fighters were and like the gravity of this fight right now. It is honestly a good fight of the year candidate. Like on paper, leading into it, there's a lot of people's pick maybe for fight of the year right now. How do we see this fight going? Who do you guys your pick right here? I'm trying to find the over under, but I don't find. I I think it's set at eight and a half, or yeah, I was gonna say oh, I was gonna say seven and a half. Over under. Do you think it goes past seven and a half rounds or under seven and a half rounds? And who do you got in the fight and by how? Is it decision? Is it KO? Is it a close fight? Is it a beatdown? Let me know. I have I have over seven rounds. I have Navarrete by decision. I. I I think it's pace and punch out output's gonna show in the later rounds and Valdez and Valdez he 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 slows down in the later rounds his last couple of fights his last performance he slowed down he slowed down against Shakur and I and Alvarate is the one who who gets better as the fight goes on you know his output only gets more as the fight goes on so I'm going Navarate by unanimous decision I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oscar Valdez here. I like I said this the the last two showings from Avarte is this little too less sour taste in my mouth, especially at this weight class now where Valdez has been there longer. And uh even though he is kind of the smaller guy, I even I think he'll be able to take the shots with Navarte. And I just think he's a better fundamentally sound fighter. Whereas Navarte loves to throw his loop a lot of left hooks. Sometimes he'll double up, triple up on his left hook because uh that's like his bread and butter money, like power shot. I mean, he doesn't do much in between to set it up. He's kind of just lunging with the left hook, kind of. And, yeah, you can catch Oscar Valdez, but I think we see a smarter Oscar Valdez that kind of just got he, – he got completely shut out against Shakur Stevenson. And it wasn't – and his power punches didn't matter. His speed didn't matter. So I think in this camp, he's probably been working a lot on footwork, ring IQ, and, like, getting into the right proper spaces to set up his shots after getting schooled the way he did, at least I'm hoping. And Navarte has shown that he can get hit, and he he allow like he's just to me too much. He relies too much on the power and doesn't do enough of the in between stuff to not get hit and to set up his own shots. Whereas Valdez, I think, has the edge there. 
And if a sloppy Navarte comes in, I'm taking Oscar Valdez by KO. Late rounds. I'm going to go over seven and a half. I see this probably being a a ninth to tenth tenth round KO. So that's going to be my final pick. What Marcus say? Marcus's pick, I'm going to read it out to the audience here. He's got it going over seven and a half rounds. He expects Oscar to bounce back. He thinks it's going to be a tough war going back and forth, but he thinks Oscar can catch Navarte with some clean shots in between the punches. Navarte shows that he's been hurt. He went down in his last fight against Villa. I'm going with Oscar, bounce back Victor, TKO. In even, sometimes Navarte can get sloppy and wild, got strong punches, but it's like Oscar's chin and power. Yeah, man. So I came into this fight feeling big Valdez, big Valdez vibes. I watched this fight with Shakur, and I'm like, even though that's Shakur, he's did. I feel like he did steal a round or two in this fight. So like, he's not somebody that quits too early in the late rounds. And uh, Boate shown that he can get hurt, but I feel like if this fight doesn't end in a knockout, which doesn't make sense because we're talking about how it's going to be a war. I think Navarte got it off of cardio, so I think I'm going to take that boy because I feel like it makes sense to go for the war and get Oscar Valdez, but I think I think this might just go decision. It might just sneak into a decision, and Navarte got it in a decision. I like it. I I, I like it, and also it, yeah, and also yeah, and also and, and Valdez like whenever he's getting whenever he's getting a boxing out work, he he just doesn't really make adjustments. Eddie doesn't. Adjust them well. No, that's true. I, I, but also, I feel like the same said before Navarte. Oh no, because he does have a couple of comeback victories where he has to change shit up. Yeah, no, yeah, Navarte. Yeah, he definitely, he, he definitely mixes, he definitely mixes it up. Yeah, you, you know, what I'm saying sometimes, you know, sometimes he puts more pressure on on the body, and he just goes straight like spin style and and digs the body. Sometimes he. You know what I'm saying? So you know, sometimes it's just it's just that left hand just flying, just flying, just flying. Well, we're split on the picks two and two. So go down and comment y'all's picks. We need a tiebreaker down in the comments. Before we head out, I got a final question. Just because these they're both Mexican fighters, they both got the Mexican backing of their own people behind them. They're gonna be in Glendale, Arizona. Probably be packed. A whole bunch of Mexicans in that motherfucker. We saw Navarte, uh, he flown into Glendale, Arizona. He's with his people. We saw Oscar Valdez throw the first pitch at the at the baseball game the other day for Arizona. Who do y'all think is getting the bigger pop? Do you, like This is both of their backyard, basically. Both of them fought in Glendale before. They're both Mexican fighters here. Like, Do y'all expect the crowd to be favoring one fighter more than the other? Is it going to be split 50-50? Are we going to see some booze in that motherfucker? I think um it'll probably go mm, probably more of Valdez because he's fought in Arizona in Arizona more. I think I think it's gonna be yeah. I think it's equal equal. I just think it's I don't think it's Definitely. gonna be like a booze or anything in that motherfucker, but I do think they're both gonna get some big pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I just think the 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 cheers will be a little bit louder for Valdez. Really, I don't know either of them from a can of paint, so I don't know who the fans are gonna go for. But like, I don't know, man. My boy Navarte coming out with two belts, right? Or just one? He a three division champ, but he only has one belt in this weight class. Okay, so I don't know, man. That boy coming out as a champion, man. 
You know how it gets loud for us champions. But I gotta go. Oh, let me know if I gotta go get the belt. You can see how loud it, gets. it all depends. I think actually now that I'm thinking about if how many cowboy hats do I see in the arena? If there's a fuckload of cowboy mm. hats in that motherfucker, it might be a Navarte uh cheering. I I think that's what sold me on, bro. His nickname is like what is it? This Mexican, the Spanish word for cowboy. Yep. He wears the cowboy hat and everything. He rocks that bitch better than Zerto. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. But, man, this is, is going to be a banger of a fight. I can't wait for this one. Yeah. We got to comedy show watching this bitch on the, watching this bitch on the road. 50-50 fight going down Glendale, Arizona. Emmanuel Navarte defending his WBO belt against Oscar Valdez, a pick em fight. We don't get them often. Well, I can't keep saying that. I feel like we've been saying that all year in boxing so far. So we are getting a lot of pick em fights in boxing this year. The tide has turned. So stay tuned. We got a whole bunch of shit. We still got UFC national recaps. We could tune in if you haven't yet. We already, uh, UFC Vegas 78, Luke versus RDA picks are out as well. So if y'all haven't tapped in with our UFC side, go right now and stay tuned. Later this month, me and Kev are going to get the NFL episodes back to popping. We're going to have some preseason talks. We're going to have division breakdowns, bets of the year, our Super Bowl picks, all that, and in between. And you better tap into the UFC fight, motherfuckers. The champ told you. And if y'all didn't know, this has been our episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickle-Winham, Concho, joined by... Jamari, Gator Boy, Southpaw Run Boxing, and as always, our special guest. We love having him around. Y'all know him from the UFC. Y'all know him from the NFL. That's Kev, Waterboy, Street Fight Enthusiast, Savoy. And as always, it's been Totally Blitz Podcast. Y'all didn't know, but now y'all know, motherfuckers.